Maybe find your feet. Dropping out of the head space into the body space. And I just want you to think for a moment. If somebody was to say something about you, like, like I am this way, Kimberly is this way in the world, how would you want to be remembered? How would you want to be talked about? And almost think of some like verbs, some ways of being kind, compassionate, loving, powerful, connective. Trust what arises. two or three that keep coming up, trusting it, trusting it, hearing it again, I want you to write it at the top of your page. So open your eyes whenever you're writing. show of hands, who would love to see these words show up in the world more? Yes. <laughs> Got it. Great. How we want to be remembered is actually what we desire for the world. Or we wouldn't desire it for ourselves. So this is what relationships, in my experience and in my training, what I really deeply believe relationships are for. They are your playground. They are the way to really deeply and intentionally learn how to cultivate these things in not only your day-to-day life, but in the world. Right? So there's five levels of relationship. There's self. There's people you're you're close to. There's neutral beings. There's what some people call enemies. I call it challenged relationships. <laughs> you know, I love that reframe. Yeah, right? That's such a good reframe. Yeah. yeah. And then the last is the world, the whole, all beings. And our playground gets to like literally feed into all of these five areas. Relationship with self, relationship with people we're close to, neutral beings, challenged relationships, and then the world. Right, so it starts here, and then it's here. And that's what we all really want, right? Like we all really want to make some sort of difference. That's like what we're all like deeply connected to. So I'm gonna talk about each one And there's going to be some exercises, there's going to be some, like, inquiries, because the truth is, is that I am knowledgeable, but I don't have your answers. You have your answers, and I'm just the conduit 
and I'm creating a space for you to discover for yourself what's important to you. So let's start with self. And Heather did an amazing job um, of kind of like setting the scene for self. But we're going to start by just doing, I want people to just like shout things out. Um, what is the kind of like the main ingredients of a healthy, thriving relationship? Just shout things at me. Responsiveness, perfect. Interest. Trust. Communication. Um, touch. Mm. Mm. Vulnerability. Mm. I think I missed one, so if I did, please say it again. Oh, fun. Mm. Ah. Yeah, trying to make things light and fun. This is the whole point. Anything else? Anything else come to mind? If you, if you could think about wanting a thriving relationship, what would you want? Interest. Interest. Yes, I heard that one. Sorry. Thank you. Intimacy. Intimacy. Anything else? Uh, That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. It's a good <laughs> okay, so can, can I just add that one? Yeah, I know there's fun there. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I can just go in conjunction with the fun and and smile like smiling like like happy faces. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna see a picture on this list. Cool. So we have responsiveness, openness, trust, communication, fun, interest, touch, authenticity, honesty, vulnerability, intimacy, laughter, happy faces, and lightheartedness. Can we have some partnership? I'm sorry, Can we have support? Support. Yeah. And partnership. <coughs> partnership. Respect. Oh. Love it. Yeah, if anybody has any else, scream. Partnership, respect. Adventure. Adventure, yeah. Love Can it. we create this person? And then have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so last thing I'm gonna write is I'm gonna write So, something that's vitally important, being a human being that wants to grow and evolve, I'm assuming everyone's here because you want to grow and evolve and learn, and that's why you're here. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. It's like key. If you're not honest with yourself, not in a shaming way, not in a guilty way, not in a bad person way, but like an honest inquiry to bring awareness to where you are, so we were talking about self, but I asked about partnership. So my inquiry is for you to look at this list and just take, I'm going to give you 60 seconds, and I want you to write where in your relationship to self are you lacking workability? Are you lacking these things? 
And be honest. Are you intimate with yourself? Do you touch yourself? Are you authentic with yourself? Are you playful with yourself? And so I want you to write down a few of the areas that arise where you're just like lacking workability. You're lacking, um, something's like not fully there. You're not fully showing up in the realm of self. And remember, there's, this isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with this. In order to create change, you have to have awareness. That's just the first key. So this is just a moment to like check in and be honest. No making wrong, no making bad, just straight, sweet honesty. Everyone have at least one? Okay. <clears throat> okay. So now, what I want you to do is I want you to take that word, and I want you to think about someone that really matters to you. Like, really matters to you, that you would like to do anything for, that you show up for no matter what. That, like, if they need you, they could call you, and you would be there. And I want you to think about this word. And what I want you to do is I want you to think of specific examples, specific examples of how you offer this to them. So if it's intimacy, like, maybe you're like, you know what, like, I call them and I share, like, all the deep stuff. And I don't hide from them. And when I hug them, I really heart hug them. Like, like, true, like, real, real, specific examples of how you offer this to them. Does that make sense? Okay. And just write down a few of the examples. Like, last year their mother passed and I showed up at the hospital. Like, like specific examples. Take like 30 more seconds. Okay, switch back to self. And I just want you to think of the situation right now where you could use a little bit of this. And I want you to think right now, like brainstorm, right? Like this is where play comes involved in coaching work, is that coaching work is about play. It's about what you're doing currently isn't working. So let's play in the realm of trying to figure out new ways to cultivate what we desire in our life. So think about an area of your life right now where you could use some of this. Maybe it's kindness, maybe it's intimacy, maybe it's laughter, maybe it's adventure, maybe it's support. And I want you to think of two things that you could do. One or two things. Definitely want one. But try to go for two that you could do to offer yourself this. You see how you're offering it to others, right? We learn through examples. So if we begin to think, oh, this is how I offer this to other people. One to two ways that you can give it to yourself.
And then I want you to write by when. By this Wednesday, I'll take a bath and I'll call my best friend, right? Like, give it a date, give it a time, put it into reality. No, for yourself. Yep. So there's there's a, a very powerful distinction between revelation and how revelations. So when we have revelations, when we understand something, when we have new like oh aha, it's like oh I'm not really treating myself this way. Like oh like it's kind of like a ooh moment of like oh this is new information. Okay, this is good information for me to think. There's a difference between that and then actually putting it into our lives. A lot of times we'll get information and we don't do anything with it, right? We all know how to, like, lose weight. We all know how to do these things in our life, but we don't actually put it into action. So what I'm going to offer to you guys, actually, at the end of this, is, like, you guys tell me what your action steps are and when you're going to do them, and then I will check in with you. That's what a coach is for. A coach is for actual accountability so that you get and you do the things you want to do in your life. Okay? All right. Is everyone done with this? Let's move on. So you have your first action step, the first implementable thing. So let's go to people we're close with. Okay, so flip your page over. We're going to do something called a relationship evaluation. This is another form of honesty. We don't actually, we can't do anything with our current relationships unless we're honest about them and we know the actual state of them. So I want you to just take, I'm going to give you two minutes. And I literally just want you to write every name you can think of with whom you're in relationship with. Intimate relationship, friends, colleagues. But I want you to leave a small space between each name. So just any name that pops up, trust it. Even if you don't, you're not talking to the person, trust it. Write it down. somebody you think about that you don't you don't ever contact but they pop up in your head a lot like trust whoever you're in relationship with you're in a relationship even if you're just thinking about somebody or somebody has passed okay go ahead and finish the one you're on also if you're not on your list please put your name on your list you are in a relationship with yourself okay so now you're going to go through and you're going to rate the relationship so 10 is like, whoa, this relationship rocks, it's thriving, I have no complaints, we connect, I love it, it's awesome. Five is like, eh, the relationship's all right, it's not awesome, it's not bad, it's like the best it's going to be, it's like, eh, right? Zero is like, we don't talk, I don't really like the person, we don't want a relationship. Ten, one through ten, break the relationship, just really quick, don't overthink it, 
just the first number that pops up, write it. Now I want you to choose two relationships. One that is like really amazing and thriving and like the highest on your list. I want you to kind of like circle it or star it. And then one that has a lower rating, but that really matters to you. That really matters to you that you wish it had a higher rating. And I'm going to ask just for this exercise to not choose yourself. To choose people other than yourself. So one that's thriving, that's amazing, and then one that is like not as thriving, but really matters to you. Okay. So, this is what we're gonna do. The relationship that's thriving. Okay, so I'm gonna ask an inquiry and you guys can just respond how you want. Um, how many of you feel like your closest relationships are just on autopilot? Like, you talk sometimes, like if the person calls or if they pop in your head, you sometimes call them, like they're kind of like, like they're good when you guys hang out, it's really great, you have a lot of fun, but like there's not much intentionality around the closest relationships. Anyone feel that way? I see the point of shaking of the head. You feel very intentional with your relationships, your intimate relationships? Yeah? Cool. Yeah, got it. And even just like when your spread is so thin, yeah, and you have to manage your calendar so well, like it's very intentional. Yeah, with relationships and if I can one or not. Yeah, perfect, perfect, cool. Okay, so what I want you to do is the person that is starved or the relationship is thriving. What I want you to actually do is I want you to in the next twenty four hours I want you to contact them and I want you to tell them what they mean to you. I'm gonna call my dad. <laughs> like, I, yeah. And I want you to just say, you can say something like, I went to this relationship workshop, and I'm like, literally just, I just want to call and dote on you. Yeah. I want you to know how amazing you are. I want you to know what you mean to me. I want you to know what I appreciate about you. I want you to be intentional about that phone call. Okay? The other thing we're going to look at is the relationship that's not so hot. I'm going to tell you when I call my dad, my mom's going to get jealous. <laughs> well, then you get to call her the next day. <laughs> okay, so go into a relationship that's la 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 la, and we're going to enter into challenged relationship. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to write just like one word or two words of why you rated the relationship low. So I want it to be specific. Last year we got in a fight on Thanksgiving, right? Um, we don't ever talk. Um, we have dis disagreements about political stance. We, like, whatever. Like, why you rated it low. Just, like, one or two words so that you know what it means. I don't have to know what it means. Nobody else is going to see it. It doesn't matter. 
<clears throat> now I want you to write what part you played in the low rating. So what part you played completely excludes the other person because we can't control other people. What the other person did, I don't care about right now because they're not here. What I care about is you feeling empowered in your relationships. And you circled it because the relationship mattered to you. So what part did you play? You could say, like, last year we got in a fight, and honestly, I just haven't called. I've been absent. I don't, like, I act like I don't care. I'm not sharing authentically. Like, be as vulnerable and honest about why and what, player, what part you play. And be like real, like, yeah, man, I called her the B word, and it was bad. Like, be real, like, what did you do? Like, just own up, clean it up. <clears throat> okay, next what I want you to do is I want you to think about, like, what you want the relationship ideally to be like. So, like, I wish that we would talk once a week. Like, they're a really close friend of mine. Or, um, I want to go see them once a month. Or... I wish that we would just be vulnerable and connected. Like really think about ideally what it would look like. If you could like wave a magic wand over it and it would poof, it appears to be the way you want it, what would it look like? So relationships are our responsibility, period. The state of your relationships is your responsibility. So I'm not saying this is absolute truth. I'm asking that you try this on as a different perspective for your relationships. This isn't condoning people that have done things. This isn't anything about that. What, this, what I'm stating is that the state of your relationships is actually your responsibility, period. And why is that? It's because we can't control other people. So how you show up in your relationships that matter to you is your responsibility, no matter how the other person is. You could call it like unconditional love, you could call it whatever you want, but it is your responsibility. What happens is, when we have challenged relationships, this is like the norm, is that we love to find fault in the other person. Like, this is what they did. This is why we're not friends, it's because of them. Right? Like, that's kind of like the normal human interaction. And so what I want to suggest is that doing that, by doing that, you have zero control. Because that person might do that for the rest of their lives. And honestly, it has nothing to do with you. How other people act or what other people do has nothing to do with you. People are simply acting and responding from their personal history. So they're just like walking models of their past. They act how they've been taught to act, right? And you get to take full responsibility for your relationships, especially the relationships that matter to you. I'm not talking about the other realm of relationships. I could have like a thousand workshops of those relationships. 
I'm talking about a relationship that you chose that matters to you. So this is what you're going to do. There's lots of action. I'm all about action because I think that's what makes a difference. You're going to call the person. Or write them a letter if, like, you know, we can discuss that. But I would rather if you call them. This is what you're going to share. One, how much they mean to you. Two, how you have been showing up. So on that list, authenticity and vulnerability, we're on there, honesty. This is when you get to practice that muscle. So how you've been showing up. And three, create what you want in the relationship. So this is what it would look like. Heather, I need you an example. Hi, Heather. Hi. I just wanted to call you because I want you to know how much you need to me. Like your energy feeds my soul. How you show up in the world inspires me. I love everything about you. And how I've been showing up is a few weeks ago, we had a really awkward interaction. And I just have been avoiding you. And I'm really sorry about that. Because what I'm committed to is that I show up in this relationship. That I fully show up. That I don't avoid you when things get tough. And that's what I want to create with you. And I just wanted to share how much I love you. I love you too. That's it. What happens is when you do this, you create what is called a clean slate. You can't paint a painting on an old painting. You just have two paintings on top of each other. But what you can do is you can clean it up. You can clear the canvas, create something new for yourself and a relationship that matters to you. And this is what's going to happen, is you're going to fail. You're going to be like, damn it, I avoided Heather again. She called, I didn't answer because I was feeling anxious. And you just clean up, and you clean up again, up again and you clean up again and that is how you have relationships that you want. And I know this because I've done it with my ex-husband. <coughs> Me and my ex-husband are great friends. It has taken a few years for me to actually show up with him how I really want to show up, which is those words that you wrote in the beginning. Kind, how do you want to be remembered? Right? And I want to say this. This is like the truth about challenged relationships. It's really easy to be kind to people when they're kind to you. Those are the people that you love and it's easy to love. It's like, oh, they're so easy. Like, we never fight. Everything's great. Everything's great. But I want to ask, like, how do you show up? How are you showing up in the world when people aren't being how you want them to be? And what kind of world would it be if people showed up how they wanted to show up versus being a constant bag of reactions? And you already stated what, how you wanted to show up. How you want to be remembered in the world is how you want to show up. Kind, compassionate, loving. Nobody wants to be a jerk. 
It's just like, it, that's not how the world works. Nobody wants to be a jerk. But if we don't constantly have intention with our relationships, that's how we show up. Somebody says something, and then we're just like in reaction mode. We don't even realize it's happening, and then tomorrow happens, and we're like sad that our friends mad at us. But we're mad at them, right? So I want to offer that you call them, and you practice this. And they might be like, I don't know if I believe you. And that's okay. Because what you're going to have to do is recreate it all the time. If you want connection, you create connection. Um, a lot of my clients come to me because they're lonely. And I have them take responsibility for their loneliness. How you show up in your relationships creates your relationships. And if you have a story you're lonely, you show up in the world lonely. Okay, now, everyone got that? Everyone cool with that? Everyone willing to take on the challenge, cleaning something up? Yeah, tell me what's up. So my person is nine years old. Perfect. That's perfect. I can't call. Yeah. Or is it a family member? Perfect. When will you see them? My inquiry for you is, what kind of person are you creating if you show up as that sort of role model? Do you have resistance to doing it? Um, just in the sense that, you know, at nine years old, you have a different level of, like, you can't have a mature conversation with time. So my offering to you is for you to try it and see how he responds. And use it in your own words. Like, you know, talk to a nine-year-old. Like, talk, like, hey, I didn't show up how I wanted to show up with you. He gets that. Like, nine-year-olds get that. And just say, like, I want to show up with you this way. And I want to do I love you. You know, like, it can be simple. Yeah. Can I have a thing? Yeah. Did you also do that? And Frank, as growing up, yeah. do you remember since she was, this is during the war, and she was hiding up in the attic with the numbers. And so her father was interviewed afterwards, after they found the diary, and after, um, and she was 10. And he said, I had no idea that a 10-year-old could experience such emotion. I had no idea this girl who was living in such a small space, and we were locked up together, I had no idea that these types of things were 
were um, kind of, I mean, taking up so much space in their head. And so I, I totally agree. I feel like sometimes I forget that my kids are capable of so much more because we're usually coddling them or babying them. But, but I, I, you know, you're dead on. And I feel like I'm actually going to take this challenge, what you just said right now. Carolyn, I'm going to take that personally and see if I can kind of shift a little bit with the way I can almost do it more in a, in a respectful way. Um, they are, yes, they're children, but they're, um, they're not half, half people. They're, they're little people, but they are going to, yeah, yeah they're capable of it. So, and, right, yeah, 10 years old, and all of that angst and all of that desire and all of that. <coughs> you know, that's true. I mean, I was just thinking, of, like, I, the things that came up for me are jealousy, Those are exactly the things I bring to it, you know. That, and I know that I've already done the work around it, but I don't think that I've ever given him the um, the trust to have that conversation. Say, hey, you know what? Sometimes when you're here, I'm jealous yeah. of the of the time that you spend with your dad, and so I act maturely, you know, and say that. Now we're going to talk about neutral relationships. I love this conversation. Um, Cheryl, do you mind if Heather gives me your email? I can just check in with you. Sure. Okay, cool. Sorry for
Um, this conversation, I think, is so vital for a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, I want to offer that there are so many relationships um, that we're actually in that we have no idea we're in. So um, I'm going to start with a quote. One smile can change the world. So there's like this theory. There's, there's actually, the theory is based on this. There's like this theory that when one human being moves their finger, they actually affect the whole universe. And it's like the theory of that everything is deeply connected. And so I want to ask, just like somebody tell me something that you love. Something that you love, maybe it's a place, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's a person, maybe it's a whatever. Something. Right now, okay. Mountain bike, perfect. Should I say child? No. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you buy your mountain bike? What was that? Where did you buy your mountain bike? Uh, at a bike shop in Golden. Perfect. What's the name of the bike shop? I, I don't know. Perfect. So bike shop in Golden. How many employees do you think they have? Probably about 15. 15 employees. Perfect. I wonder, so let's begin to think. Let's backtrack. Where did the bike come from to arrive in that oh, shop? How, uh, uh, from probably a, a factory, a giant factory. Perfect. How many employees do you think a giant factory had? Oh, hundreds. So let's give me a, a hundred. How many? 300? 200? 200. Perfect. And then before that, who created this bike? Uh, like an assembly, or are you thinking about who designed it? Yeah, who designed it, yeah. who came up with the ideas. Yeah, who... yeah. somebody thinking that a male purchased a particular bike, but it was me instead, so. Yeah, so who knows, maybe like a group of 10 designers. 10 designers, ten designers. Yeah. great, perfect. Okay, and then 10 designers, and then Okay. 10 designers and then the bike company, the designers, they all probably have marketing people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's say 20 more people that are involved in a marketing firm that are marketing this business, marketing this bike, marketing, right? And then you have all the other ways that people are involved to get Heather this exact bike. So let's say we just were guesstimating. We have no idea really what's, but there's 15, so that's 25, 45, 245 people. How many people do you think each one of these 245 people have in their life? How many people they have in their lives? Uh, what is that? Do we have a, like a, are you about like an intimate circle? Or yeah, have, like intimate circles. Maybe one to three? Perfect. Okay. So three. But we know they have probably more than that because they have family probably. Yeah. So let's say five. Okay. They have parents, maybe a partner, and two best friends. Okay. So we're just going to guesstimate. So 245 times 5. Sweet. So that's 1,225. Okay, you get the point. How many people do these people have in their life? Right. Right? Keeps going, going, going. Who ate something today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody want a yellow food that they ate? A burrito? A burrito? What, yeah, what was what was in the burrito? Mean beans, perfect. So I wonder, like, how many hands were touched in making the meat? Who raised the was it chicken? Beef? Who raised those cows? 
how many like how many people were affected in the water processing that those waters had to, that those cows had to drink, right? How many people were on the land? Like everything we do, we affect neutral beings. Everything. That's not even we're, we haven't even talked about you going to the counter and like interacting with that person who you don't know, right? That's also part of it. Everything we do, we walk down the street, every single person we meet, whether we make eye contact or not, we affect. Because whether you notice them or not does not mean they don't notice you. Right? But we live kind of like we only like affect this group of people. I only affect my family, my close friend. It doesn't really matter where I spend my money. It doesn't really matter how I treat the barista if I'm in a bad mood. Jacqueline, we love you. <laughs> right? So I want to offer you just a perspective. You get the point. We affect lots of people. Indirectly. But I want to offer you this. Everyone you meet, you either free or you enslave. It's intense, but it's true. So in my study of relationship, um, they've done just so many studies on like, you see someone's face and like how it affects your entire rest of your day, right? If you smile at someone versus like giving them a nudge and like a bad look, right? It's like there are studies on like how easily we affect each other, even energetically, whether it's a face, whatever. So this is just a perspective. This isn't absolute truth. This is perspective for you to try on. That in each moment, how you spend your money, how you interact with anyone that you meet, you actually either free them or you enslave them. I want to ask, like, how would you free another being? Smiling. Yeah. It's uplifting. Yeah, how else? How else? Um, from my own 
the main thing that they say to me whenever I engage with them is, all oh, that I want is to be heard. You know what hurts the most is when they don't, when people just walk past you like you don't exist. And I'm like, interesting. Like, they don't want, they don't even care most of the time about the money. That would be nice, but that's not actually what they're looking for. They're looking for someone that will just look at them. Say, like, oh, you're a human being, like, I'm a human being. Right? So this leads us into the world. I'm going to give you another quote. And I'm not going to write it because it's long, but I will say it slow enough if you want to jot it down. The quote is, pretend that every single human walking the earth is enlightened but you. Every single human walking the earth is enlightened but you. And that they are simply here to teach you perfect love, perfect kindness, perfect compassion, and perfect peace. So pretend every single person in the world is enlightened with you. And they are here to teach you perfect love, perfect compassion, perfect kindness, and perfect peace. Anybody want to say what comes up when they hear that? So we experience something from another human being, and we're like, whoa, I do not want to be that way. You see a parent interacting with their child, and you're like, whoa, I do never, ever, ever want to say that to my child. Right? We actually learn through contrast. But the thing is, is that we see that person, and we judge them. Versus saying, thank you for teaching me. Right? We're like, look at that lady over there. Right? Instead of saying to yourself, wow, I just met my teacher. How beautiful. And we all just want to make a difference, which is what I talked about earlier. We all are here to make some sort of difference. And what I want to offer, which is what I said in the beginning, is that relationships are a play. They're a playground. It's where we learn. It's where we practice how to actually be what we want to be. If there weren't people in the world, we'd just be like, I don't need a death, roaming around, lonely, dying out. There would be nothing. So we actually are our relationships. 
And I want to offer to everyone to truly, truly begin to look at taking responsibility for how you show up in each moment. Because one, we don't know who we affect. And two, your relationships are your responsibility. Nobody else's. They're yours. If you want a happy, peaceful relationship, it's your responsibility to create it. And what happens energetically, if you study energy, how you show up, people meet you. People meet your energy field. They might do it differently than you do it. Right? So somebody being kind might look different than you being kind. But maybe they're not like saying new things. It's them being kind. Right? So I just want to offer something beautiful. I am, I love coaching so much. Um, I believe that it is one of the most powerful things because we as human beings, like I said earlier, we know what to do. We have all the tools, we have the internet, we have all the information that we could ever want and need. And information doesn't give us what we want. But having someone just check in on you and be accountable is what could be most powerful. So I just want to offer anyone who wants to, you don't have to. But for you to write your name or email in the two action steps or three action steps that we talked about. So in the beginning, we talked about, um, well, we talked about you calling someone that you really, really love and just sharing with them what they need you. We talked about cleaning up with somebody that you've had a like, strange or a challenge in the relationship. Um, I'm trying to remember the first one without having to go through all my notes. It's about the self. Oh, two of the two action steps, or the one or two action steps that you're going to take to cultivate that thing for yourself. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. So. And you can still write your email and share it with you. And oh, am I recording it? So I can email you the recording. Okay. Now we can learn. Yeah. Um, and now I'm going to open it up because we talked about a lot of things. And if anybody has questions or if anybody has, like, I'm dealing with this, like, what can I do? Like, this, I, like, completely open. I talk about everything. And we have, we have about, I would say about five, six minutes for questions. Great. Yeah. And if nobody has questions, that's okay, too. What if you feel like you've done all these steps? The specific person that you chose. Yeah. 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 Um, you feel like you reached out. You feel like you expressed interest, interest and desire. And there's people who are supposed to be important to you and in your life, and they're just not. Yeah. So, like, what would you suggest doing? Yeah. Um, my first level of suggestion as a coach is for you to really get honest with the parts that you aren't showing up. And if you have really done that, like honest, like I'm judging you. Like that's sort of honesty. If you have done that, then what I would suggest is that you do a discerning process for yourself. Not everyone is meant to be in your life closely. Like not everyone is meant to be our best friend or who we hang out with all the time. Like that's just the reality of being human. Um, and my inquiry for you is how can you have peace even if you take a step back and like don't have them directly in your everyday life? 
always feel like the estranged person, which I never, ever know. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I would suggest is if it really matters to you, hire someone to help you. Yeah. Because if it doesn't matter to you and you're kind of like at peace with it and you're ready to just be like, okay, like what is is what is. I've done everything I can. Like like I said, like being really, really honest with yourself. Because we want to fool ourselves that we've done everything, but we're like still holding grudges. We're still doing these things. But if you've been really, really honest, and it matters to you, seek some sort of support. Because honestly, like, we aren't meant to do this alone. And sometimes those sorts of relationships and those sorts of situations, they really need just like the outside perspective and, and outside tools too, right? To like get you back involved with your family. I, I just kind of move on with that. I also, you know, I totally would offer, like, let's talk for free. Let's just do, like, a free talk, and we'll see what we can, like, scrub up from talking. Yeah. Because I get it. So sorry. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so late. I'm honest, too. favorite. Relationships are triggering. It's like 